Hello, NACA members. Welcome again to the NACA podcast. This is Doug Church, Deputy Director of Public Affairs at the NACA National Office at the Krasner Building here in beautiful Washington, D.C. Here today with me is Richard Kennington, National Legislative Committee, Northwest Mountain Region, and also a controller and fact rep at Portland, Oregon Tower. Richard, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me uh, back, Doug. Today we are here to talk about midterm election prep and we only have a couple of months left until the big midterm election uh, at the, the first Tuesday in November. This was a class that, that you taught at NACA in Washington last May and was uh, very well received. And it's certainly very, very important as anyone who watches uh, you know, the cable news networks, regardless of, of your party affiliation, you know, all of the discussion right now as we get closer to the election is at a fever pitch. And so we'd like to take our members through the basics. What is this all about? Why is it important? And how we all can get involved uh, as NACA members and be, become more active in our legislative affairs. So uh, start us off with a little introduction about the midterm election, what it is, why we talk about it so much. Sure, Doug. So uh, as we know, the president is elected to a four-year term. And in the middle of his uh, election cycle is what we call the midterm. So it's two years into his term, uh, his or her term, as the case may be, uh, then, uh, then we have our midterm election. And uh, during the midterm election, all 435 seats in the House of Representatives are up for election. In the Senate, where we have 100 senators that serve six-year terms, they're divided up into classes. Okay, And those classes, um, uh, one, two, or three, uh, are divvied up, uh, 33 are up for election one year, 33 another year, and 34 uh, the following. So, for example, in 2018, Class 1 senators, uh, there's 33 of them, will be up for election. Class 2, obviously in 2020 and in 2022, um, it'll be uh, the Class 3 with 34 senators. So uh, this midterm election, uh, Class 1, uh, will be up for election. All right. Uh, take us through some of the, the parts of your presentation that you did in, in May and, and really drill down on why this particular midterm election is important. Well, Doug, I think uh, every midterm election is important. Uh, do you realize that on average, only 40% of those who are eligible to vote turn out for the election during the midterm? Hmm. Now, during the presidential uh, election, so every four years, about 50 to 60 percent of uh, Americans turn out to vote. But during a midterm, it's only about 40 percent. And with those low numbers, um, there are a lot of races that could go in a direction not expected because of such low voter turnout. So, for example, if you had a district that was uh, regularly Republican, um, during a midterm, there's a fairly good chance it could go Democrat just because, you know, the Republicans didn't turn out to vote and vice versa. And what's interesting is this statistic here. If you go back to 1934, that will be 21 midterm elections. Right. Okay. 1934, 21 midterm elections. Of those, in all but three of them, the sitting president's party has lost, on average, 30 seats in the House and four in the Senate. And I guess that's why this midterm election is 
so critical uh, because think about it. Uh, the Senate is so evenly divided with the Republicans holding a slim majority that if it swings by four votes, then the Democrats will now uh, take control of the Senate. Okay, And again, average 30 in the House. So it could be even more. Um, only three times has that not happened. Only three times has the sitting president's party actually gained seats. Um, but that's a pretty, uh, pretty sobering statistic when you look at it as to the potential for a midterm election. And obviously, as we're seeing on television, um, both sides are extremely invested, particularly this time. And like you said, every midterm election is important, but it, it just seems like this one carries so much more. And probably for the obvious reasons of, of the, the hypersensitization that we all have in watching current events and the two sides um, in, in watching how that plays out in social media and on, on television and everything that we see. Um, but certainly, you know, those of us who have an you know, organizational that have a vested interest in so many different policies that are so crucial as far as how, how Congress decides things that will impact federal employees, that all of us uh, that are legislatively active in, in this organization are paying much more attention to it. Um, what about the importance of getting everybody in the union involved in terms of, of activism and in terms of education? Talk about what you all on the NLC do in, in working with your state coordinators and your local facility coordinators to impart this very type of knowledge and to get people more involved and more educated about how the process works and how to become part of the process. Sure. So obviously every American citizen should be uh, turning out to vote. Uh, every election, midterm, presidential, shouldn't really matter. But with such low numbers, it's important that we turn out to support those who support us. On both sides of the aisle, we have members of Congress, both the House and the Senate, uh, that support NACA. Uh, we are trying to create that NACA majority, right? And so it's important for us to get out and uh, vote for uh, those who have uh, represented us well, who have voted for us, and they're on both sides of the aisle. Obviously, it's important for every American citizen to get out and vote. It's a duty that we have, um, not just in the midterm election, but in the presidential election. They shouldn't really be any different. But it's important for us to get out and vote for those who have supported us. And they're on both sides of the aisle. But we have a lot of friends in Congress mm -hmm. as we try to create a NAC majority right. to uh, work with those members of Congress. Because if we have a lot of turnover, then we now have to start anew in building the relationships, educating members of Congress, Whereas if we uh, support those who have supported us while they've been in office, they've advocated for issues uh, that we support, or they've uh, advocated to defeat uh, bad legislation. We really need to support these members of Congress who have had our back, who understand our issues. Um, they're really uh, at the forefront of uh, our protections of the safety of the system, for advocating for our profession, and defending our membership and their careers. 
Okay, all incredibly helpful and, and very interesting information here. And certainly as we look ahead on the calendar, there's only a, a few weeks left before this, this election takes place. So what are some, some parting shots as you were as to um, what we want our members to be doing as far as uh, being, more, uh, being aware of the deadlines to vote, or the register to vote, getting them out to vote? Um, what kinds of advice would you want to impart to them? Very simple, and it would be simply twofold. Uh, educate yourself. Educate yourself on, on the candidates. Um, most every state has a voter pamphlet. Uh, all members of Congress have a website. And uh, get out there and, and get informed. It's not hard. It doesn't take a long time. Um, if you aren't sure where your member of Congress stands uh, on NACA issues, uh, contact your uh, state coordinator or your NLC member and we can help you with that. So that would be step number one uh, is to get educated. Step number two, do it. Just go out and vote. Get out and vote. Um, it, it, it's just really not that hard um, it, and it's just so important as we've uh, learned in our last podcast. Uh, you know some of these races can come right down to just a couple hundred votes. Um, just the slimmest of margins uh, decides victory or defeat in really big, big races. So uh, it is important that we all get out there and vote. Excellent. And I'm glad you touched on uh, contacting your, your state coordinator and your local uh, legislative reps because we have resources. If you, if you need to know who those people are and how to contact them, if you go to the NACA website, log in to the members side, we do have an extensive legislative section that we've built and it includes the your NLC page that were for Richard and, and your fellow members of the NLC all the contact information there if you want to contact them and also we have a state coordinators page that we have listed every one of the state coordinators around the country as well with their email address and contact contact information so we encourage you to, to use that as a resource and certainly let us know if there's anything that we can do to uh, give you some more information so Richard thank you thank you for joining us and uh, all good information I appreciate the opportunity, Doug. NACA members, thank you for joining us today on the NACA podcast, and we will talk to you very soon. Thank you.